What is going on, people? This is JD Tierney and my wife. I'm Kat Tierney. I'm his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about as far as we're going with that one, I guess. <laughs> we are caught, we're we're running really late today. We're having some issues with some sound problems, so uh, I'm going to be working on it as we go, and and hopefully we can get rid of it. There's been an echo. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. If it does, if if it's something y'all can hear, please let us know. I will be working on it. But uh, enough of that bullshit. Let's get on with the show. So uh, welcome. Thank you for showing up to uh, Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. It's great to see you guys. Uh, it's great to see more and more people coming every single week. Um, Please get on StreamYard forward slash Facebook and give them permission so we can see your names in the comments, not just Facebook user. Yeah, because this is a... We've had enough weeks where it's like, fuck you guys. If you, if you don't know... And, can't pay attention to instructions, then we're not going to comment or comment on your comment. Yeah, people, we're not going to comment on God. your comment. That'll show them. That was so aggressive. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, we're never going to get to a thousand <laughs> <laughs> members if we're pissing people off, but all right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let me share that to my personal page. That way I can have be done with that. So, we're going to start off like we do every week with um, the most important thing our sponsors. No, our drink. Oh. Yeah, we start with our drink before we start with the sponsors. You don't go to commercial without a teaser. Look, I can triple stamp a double stamp if I want to. No, Lloyd. No, Lloyd. (laughs) And if you can't get that reference, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Love you guys. Stay, stay. Don't leave. Don't leave. Okay. So this week, um, our guest is uh, J.R. Lanise, who is a uh, naval vet. So with it being Navy, we are going to be doing a uh, Navy shot. It's called the Butt Pirate. Just for you, Jr. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so about pirate is just basically equal parts butterscotch shops and Captain Morgan uh, spiced rum. We're going to be using silver rum because that's what I had in the house. I wasn't going to go spend money. Um, nope. You want it chilled, so I'm putting some ice. He's putting ice into in my mixing tin into the shaker, and I'm going to make both the shots in one mixer. So we're Ish. This is our ish because the guy Captain in our gym Morgan. was like, I love that he's like, oh, uh, it's like a shot ish, a shot and a half ish. And I'm like, he lives on ish. Ish is a precise science. And yeah, shake it. And if that was really, really loud on your end, I'm kind of sorry ish. Oh, wow. See what I did there? So basically, it's the butterscotch schnapps, equal parts. So it's three quarters ounces. And, and since we like to share what we're drinking, everybody go ahead and comment what you're, what's in your cup tonight. Mine is Shiner Strawberry Blonde. I'm so, I look forward to this time of year every year. One, because of the weather, I want it to be a hundred degrees and two for the Strawberry Blonde beer. I love it. All right. So, and they are not sponsoring me. So I'm not going to give them a shout out anymore. The rest of the show. Here you go. Here's to uh, butt pirates everywhere. To butt pirates to you, or Jr. To the Navy vets. To you. It tastes like a uh, grandpa's Werther's original with uh, grandma's cough syrup. <laughs> it's tasty. <laughs> well, then JD likes it because old guys like Werther's originals, so I'm sure he's loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, before we bring our, our uh, guests on for tonight, we're going to do our sponsors like we do every week. Uh, first, foremost, this uh, gentleman, John Oda over at Gunner Gray Furniture Fusion, um, GunnerGray.com. 
Facebook, Gunner Gray FF, and Instagram, Gunner underscore Gray. Um, I had this first like, oh, geek moment. Like, oh my gosh, someone got this from our show. Uh, someone who was following us actually shared Gunner Gray's like stuff to their to their Facebook page. And I was like, bam, like we're making a difference in this world. You all have to look at Gunner Gray's furniture. It is absolutely incredible. And like I said, JD's going to go broke soon because the money he's not paying me to be on this podcast and to do work for Southpaw, his uh, hat company, in case you didn't know about it. Uh, yeah, I'm totally going to be spending some money on that. It is. I, I can't like... I cannot emphasize enough how amazing this stuff is. And yes, he's paying me to say this, but even if he wasn't, like, I really want some of this furniture in my house. It's handmade. It's it's like the old... He's going to get his money back from us. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the, the old Victorian and craftsman style where it's it's not just shitty lumber you pick up at Home Depot slapped together with some, some decking screws. No, yeah. but that sounds fascinating. And I kind of want to see what you would do with that kind of material list. You've, you've seen what I've done with that. And it's not pretty. So moving on, our next one, uh, Soldier Girl Coffee Company, uh, Carrie Beavers. She's a female uh, veteran and it's CBD infused coffee. She's doing her virtual launch um, this Saturday, March 13th at sgcoffee.com. Uh, I have some in the mail. It was supposed to be here already. I cannot wait to get it because... Nope. CBD is supposed to help with your uh, with your aches and pains, and I'm fucking old and have lots of well, aches and pains. It's got the it's got the caffeine to like boost your energy, and then it's got the CBD to mellow you out. So you're gonna be like drunk and electrocuted, like <laughs> you know, it's awesome. I, I, I can't wait. I want a Red Bull vodka. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you have some time this uh, March 13th, which is this Saturday, go to sgcoffee.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Soldier Girl Coffee Company LLC. And thank you for your service, brother. And um, yeah, go there. It's going to be some awesome, great stuff. Glad to have her along. And then um, our final sponsor for tonight is uh, Warhorse Legacy, who has uh, started off as a client of mine through the hat company and became friends. And uh, what they do is just completely amazing. They have a PTSD. It's not therapy. They don't like the term therapy because the horses don't have PTSD. Exactly. There's therapy for the horses. What? Hey, you need to turn volume down on your phone, lady. Wow. For shame. Oh, that was a rookie move, people. Rookie mistake. Rookie, rookie. So basically what they do is they get um, uh, uh, families and veterans together around different equestrian uh, uh, things. Words it's, don't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's goodness. giving them coping mechanisms, but using horses in like almost like a pet therapy, but with horses instead of dogs and things like that. But it's like not that. therapy. But it's not therapy. It's like, uh, it gives it's you- just a way for them to cope and, and find a new mission now that they're out. Exactly. And um, if you want to find out more about them, go to warhorselegacy.org. Uh, the phone number is right there on the screen, and they will have uh, their information scrolling on the bottom of the screen the entire uh, podcast. So you'll be able to like see Like I this said, stuff. everybody has their New Year's resolutions. They have that thing. I want to give back. You know, this is a great program to give back to. It helps your fellow veterans So or veterans if you're not a veteran. So it's definitely a good, worthy cause. So without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on, Mr. J.R. Alanese. And he is muted. So move your hand out of my way. Hey. He's muted. Lady. He's muted. 
There he is. Hello, JR. Welcome. Oh, look, he's like Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on? Great to have you here, man. Uh, so you are a Navy vet. You work for the government now. Well, have you already retired or, or left? I know it was upcoming soon. I can I can travel the country freely now. Nice. Aww. Nice. So you are now officially unemployed, employed. And yes. uh, and he founded uh, Third Day Coffee Company Seguin, which is, um, you can see on his screen there, Third Day Coffee Seguin. Make sure you put in Seguin in the uh, the web address because there's a different Third Day Coffee that's like overseas and they suck. And uh, these guys, this is his coffee's good. It's actually the coffee that's in my house like all the time. It is. Yeah, we drink it. We drink it on the daily, actually. So almost well, I'll have to tell you the story later. Oh my god, on no, no, no. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell him. He almost tried to kill my parents. I don't know if they're on here yet, mom and dad. You can go ahead and post if you're here. But uh so my parents only drink half calf coffee. And JD was like, perfect. I have half calf. You've got to try it from third day coffee. I'm like, okay. So he gives them a bag. It's the it's the high caffeinated coffee he almost gave my parents a freaking heart attack their hearts could have pounded out of their chest i'm like what the hell which i actually i was a little upset with jd until dad tried to kill me with the tequila he infused with pepper so it, it, it's a give give in my defense i'm retarded it's it's mentally challenged you are not pc hey you, i can say that word you can't yes is jd in your parents will Oh God, Probably I don't even think not. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Wonder if that was an accident. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's funny. So I've kind of already hyped up your business just because we it's something I have in my house on a daily basis. It but um, just like we always do on the podcast here, you have uh, three minutes to talk about your business and anything else you want to bring up uh, professionally. And then after that, no more shop talk. And it's it's down to business. So your three minutes starts now. Okay, so I'm JR Alanis, Third Day Coffee Seguin. Not Third Day Coffee, because Third Day Coffee is in the UK and they suck. Um, we started a coffee business uh, back in 2019 when we actually opened the, uh, the actual business with the local county or whatever, did our DBA. Uh, and in 2014, my, my grandson was born in New Zealand. My daughter lives there. Uh, she got there by way of Xbox 360. So if you have young girls in your house, no internet till they're 30. Um, and anyway, <laughs> we went to go visit the Kiwis and that went to Australia because that's on my bucket list. And so for the first time in my adult life, I had real uh, fresh roasted made to order coffee. Um, and then when my dad passed away in 2016, we went to Italy and Greece. Same thing. Coffee culture is insane over there. Uh, you can see people like ready to beat each other on the street and like, ah, cafe. Oh yeah, cafe. And they go to a coffee shop and have a cup of coffee. And so coming back home, I wanted that same kind of coffee. And I can prom promise you that that SB company is not it. And, and you know, you're not going to find it at, at the local supermarket either. So what, what we do is we got into specialty coffee. Specialty coffee is scored on a cupping score from zero to 100. Our coffee starts out at 85, comes from Legacy Farms Coffee in Honduras. I actually know the owner, so my coffee comes directly from the farm to my house. Um, 
and his cupping scores start at 85 and they go all the way up. Uh, I think he's, I think he's got some in the high nineties. And so, um, that's where we get our coffee from. And then because I'm from Texas and Texas is better than every place else. Amen. We roast with mesquite and I do everything with mesquite. I do my briskets with mesquite and I do my steaks with mesquite and I do chicken. I can do a hot dog with mesquite. And, um, and so I thought, man, it'd be great to put some coffee on with mesquite. And so that's what we did. And I started to develop that, that uh, taste profile to the point where uh, people actually asked for it. And so uh, we bought a commercial roaster uh, just before the pandemic rolled in, which came into play because once the pandemic hit, uh, we were rocking it. Um, extremely blessed to have the people in our life uh, that we have uh, and have, you know, JD's always plugging my company and so are other people. And so that's just kind of where we're at with the business. Here's the website, hit it up. There's a discount, especially if you're a veteran or a first responder, hit me up. Well, you know, your business is good if we're plugging it. We're not even getting paid to get to plug it. You know, <laughs> the way that I knew it was good is, is cat usually drinks creamer with a splash of coffee for color. And the first day I made it, um, after you, after you sent me the sample pack, um, I was like, "Oh my god, this is good! You gotta, you gotta try it. It's got a a, a naturally sweet flavor to it, and she could drink it straight. I do, no without no creamer, no creamer, which is perfect because I went on a diet after that. So it's like I'm I'm programmed. But anytime I co- I go to work, and they're like, "Oh, we made a pot of coffee. You want some? Uh, no, I've got the good shit. So, but thanks anyway. <laughs> so that is. Enough shop talk though. No more, no more business talk from you. That's shut down. I love your stuff though. So you were in the Navy, right? Um, tell us a little bit about uh, when you served, where you served. Um, we'll start there and just let the conversation go naturally. First, I have to, I have to talk about the ish, your ish thing. Yes, his ish, his ish, ish because Air Force is kind of like military ish. They're they're kind of like military, but you know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not Excuse to make everyone think JD's a Marine. I have no fucking clue why everyone thinks I'm a Marine. <laughs> he looks like a Marine. He's kind of scary. I was, <laughs> I was lazy as shit. That's why I went to the Air Force because I was told there was no PT and the recruiter fucking lied. There was PT. Oh, Bullshit. I mean, come on. Your boot camp is six weeks. I mean, he had room service even in boot camp, but... I had to turn down my own bed. You know what kind of bullshit that oh is? Oh, my God. We didn't leave two minutes on his pillow. Just one. Those bastards. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mark, I can't see your comments. Just uh, sorry to jump in real quick. I was uh, actually going to join the Air Force because my dad was an Air Force crypto tech in the 50s. Uh, and he did data collection. He did counterintelligence uh, before we had cell phones and computers and all that good stuff. So for those of you who don't understand what that means, it means he broke into places and stole crap and took it back and deciphered it and used it. And so that was pops. And then my dad's youngest brother, he was in the air force during Vietnam. And I try to talk to him all the time, but all I know is that he was in Laos and I've read a lot about what happened in Laos during the Vietnam war. But I don't have any idea what my uncle did because he won't talk about it. And he, he told me, you know, uh, that I when my dad passed away, he was hit this house and we had we were going through lots and lots of cheap tequila. 
And he was pretty, we had to take carry him to bed. And I thought this is a perfect opportunity for me to pounce and get something out of him. And he's like, me home. I'll never be drunk enough to tell you what happened over there. So stop asking me. And so <laughs> anyway, I, I wanted to be like my uncle and my dad and I wanted to go air force. I wanted to be a crypto tech. Cause I thought that, you know, I thought they were like superheroes. And, uh, the, uh, the year that I graduated high school, 1989, when were y'all born? 84, 79. So yeah. <laughs> What's that? You're an old perv. Yeah, he is. He had a van that said free candy, and I love candy. He is a perv. Goodness. Nineteen <laughs> <laughs> the Air Force had a freeze on recruiting. And I was told to go check in with my recruiter. I did the delayed entry program where I swore in, and then you're supposed to swear in again, I guess, whenever you go to boot camp. And so I, um, I was supposed to go see him every week. And at the time in San Antonio, all the recruiters were in one building. And it was right across the street from Market Square downtown and across from where the MEPS station was. And so I would go over there. And this one Friday I went and the lights were out and there was nobody in there. And there was this Navy chief sitting in the doorway inside the building smoking a cigarette. He goes, you know, we offer everything the Air Force has. You know, and I'm like, well, dude, I'm broke. I need to go, you know. And so anyway, they tried to send me in as a cook. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And and uh, we're helping you out. I go, no, you're not. You're trying to screw me and I'm not going to go for it. And so I ended up getting a secured A school and a secured C school guaranteed. And so I, I, I joined uh, in 1989. I went to boot camp in San Diego, which is no longer there. Ooh. Uh, they they closed it down and they closed the one in Florida down too. I think the only ones in Great Lakes. Um, and then I went to C school there also. I mean, I went to A school there in San Diego after boot camp uh, for interior communications, like a low voltage electrician or electronics, communication electronics. Uh, and then I went to Virginia uh, to Norfolk to go uh, to do my C school, which was a specific piece of equipment. And, uh, then I went back to the ship and I stayed there for a few years and we chased Russian subs and we uh, chased drug runners down in Mexico. Uh, that was always fun. Um, and then I transferred over to, I took orders on the USS Truett FF 1095, uh, which was in Norfolk, Virginia at the time, but they, we were getting home ported in Eagleside, Texas. Mm. So I joined the Navy to go see the world. And then I took the first ship I could to get back home to Texas. <laughs> uh, so I, I was in basic in San Antonio. I went to my tech school in San Antonio <laughs> at Lackland. And then I was stationed permanent party in San Antonio. I did five years all at the same base from entry to exit. He got with to the exception of the a few, world. Uh, <laughs> except for a few TDYs overseas. That was it. Don't bitch, man. You've been to other countries. I sure. think over the Mexico border one time. I don't want to brag or anything. <laughs> so real quick, I just want to say, um, if you are trying to comment and you want us to know who you are, um, go to uh, streamyard.com slash Facebook and let them uh, give them permission to see your name so we know who the hell's talking. So somebody's trying to call me out about a uh, uh, yes, guard mount. Yes, passing out on guard mount. So we have no, no idea who I, this is. I have no clue who, not who a that clue. is. And it's not even coming up on my feed. So, But that's somebody I obviously served with. Obviously. I 
someone's calling you out. Did you pass out? I didn't pass out. I blacked out. There's a huge difference. <laughs> all right. So you got to give so, it to me. Come right, on, JR. So, you've got a story too. Tell me, tell me a bad story from you serving something that didn't make you a really good. Oh, it's, it's Eric. Eric, go to streamyard.com slash Facebook so I can see you. So basically, so, so for those that don't know, guard mount is kind of our pre-shift briefing where everybody's told what post they're going to go to. Um, any kind of pass-ons that get have to get made if there's any announcements, whatever. And Come and on. and it's all open ranks, which means they inspect your uniforms, your boots, see if you're shaved well enough, combed your hair, all that bullshit. And uh I made two fatal mistakes that day is um I drank until about three hours prior to my shift. And uh, while we were standing up at the position of attention, I locked my knees. And uh, those two things in combination, it was, uh, you know, how in the, in the uh, old Bugs Bunny uh, uh, cartoons, everything just kind of goes. I let this end. guy get me pregnant, y'all. And then next thing I know, I'm on the ground and it's all like. You just wanted to use I just a wanted to use a, si- a sound effect. Okay, no. Back to JR. JR, <laughs> give us a give us a story where you weren't the most super naval. You know, I was rather boring. I was I was uh I grew up in a household where my dad was like super, super strict. In fact, <clears throat> later in life I went to go fix a light bulb in his closet and he still had the belt that he used to beat me with when I was a kid. <laughs> and and hey, he told me. Dad, you're welcome. Do you have mine? <laughs> and he was, I mean, he, he still scared me. And so, and he was almost 80 years old when he died. And he still scared me. Uh, so I was scared to get in trouble uh, most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, yeah, you know, I thought about this a lot. I was trying to think about something that, that you know, that I did that was really funny uh, or something that I did that was really stupid. Um, and you know, I remember we were coming back from one of the bases one time and I was involved, but I wasn't directly involved. And so I figured out that if you had a dip of chew in, a dip of Copenhagen in, that you could beat the little breathalyzer thing that they gave you at the gate. <laughs> a copper penny work too, but. It's all a myth. Huh? It's all a myth. Is it really? Yes. What? Wow. And I'm surprised I never got popped. The what? The uh, tobacco thing? The tobacco, the copper penny, all that stuff. It's all a myth. Eating grass. So those guys let us go through the gate while we were drunk. I I worked as a gate guard, and I can tell you a lot of times if you weren't being an asshole, and the way I looked at it is if you made it all the way from downtown San Antonio to base and you had two blocks left, <laughs> go. Move along. Nothing yeah. me here. Well, it's too much fucking paper. I was stationed at 32nd Naval Station, 32nd Street Naval Station, and we would go to the EN Club over at NTC RTC, uh, where the Marine and Navy boot camp used to be. And uh, and so they had three bars. They had like a hip hop bar, a top 40, and then a country bar. And so you can imagine all those personalities coming out, you know, at two o'clock in the morning after they've all been drinking. <laughs> no. Nope. So I had picked up this Mustang from a guy that was getting sent somewhere overseas it was a piece of junk i barely struggled to make it run and it was it was like death on wheels and so we were we were drinking one night at the cowboy bar it's called the cowboy bar right or the country bar called the country already classy all right 
and so we were over there and and we had been drinking all night and so we we got back in the car and uh and we took off and windows down the car smoking you know it it attracted attention naturally going down the road without any other help <laughs> and so we had pick straws so to speak before we got in the car like okay who's the least drunk who's gonna drive home and i was like oh crap okay so that's gonna be me <laughs> and, and it wasn't that i was the least that i didn't trust the other two guys because they were well i don't know if they were worse than me or you know you had to know how to drive that car man it would run you off the road by itself like christine oh so yeah we're halfway back well, you had to get on the highway to get back to the base and so we're on the highway and sure enough, you know, here comes chips, man, California highway patrol. And it wasn't Eric Estrada, but another guy pulls out and he comes over and he's like, you boys been drinking. <laughs> yes, sir, we have. And I, I just thought that honesty was the best policy, you know? <laughs> so he's like, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. And because I like military guys, uh, if one of you guys in the car can do the, the um field sobriety test i will escort you back to 32nd street and you guys can get on base and deal with your mps there and i'm like sweet and so i'm i'm getting ready to get out of the car and the guy that's that had been asleep this whole time in the passenger seat he jumps out he says i got this and he runs to the front of the car and he jumps up on his hands and he walks the line on his hands before being told to do anything. <laughs> and, and he was a really tall, skinny dude. And, and so he, I, I'm like, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. We're all going to jail. The car's going to get impounded. And uh, this, is, this is how this is going to end. And so I, I look over. And by this time, the other officer had, had gotten next to the door. And that officer was in front of the car. And I'm not kidding. They were looking the other way so they could laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I a handstand and started walking down the street. And he's like, he said, screw y'all. Get in the damn car and follow. Yes, sir. Nice. That was kind of the last time we got, you know, when we were, when we, like, I think we went to Mexico one time and the officers, someone of the officers got rolled. And oh. so they came back. They came back and got the Mexicans. There was like two of us on the whole ship, and we didn't speak Spanish, but that we were in Mexico and and they got rolled and they figured if they had some Mexicans with them that they wouldn't get rolled anymore. Oh my god! And so we got to go party with them a couple times, and you know, I I, I didn't do much craziness. I I wasn't uh, I really wasn't a troublemaker uh, until much later. You know, uh, did I? Let's hear about much later. Yeah, I want to yeah, hear yeah. that. Now, now well, my ears are perked up I and mean, everything. You, you have your own podcast. So it's uh, what? God, God, guns and coffee or, or God yeah. country coffee. Yeah. So, so obviously you have a, a really strong faith. Your, your coffee companies after third day, which yes. is a, a really uh, Christian reference. I, I so I want to hear what happened. Between I wasn't a troublemaker and <laughs> no, I now to, I'm a faithful I had follower. To ask JD, I was like, is he like our Christian or is he like Christian Christian? And he's like, well, he's in the Navy and he uses the F word. And I was like, oh, okay, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I stop using the full F word. And when I get really frustrated, I'll say friggin' or effing. Uh, and I, I tried, I try to hold my tongue nowadays just as a personal, because I figured I did enough stuff in the day that uh, I don't need to carry it the rest of my time with me. And, and part of that is my dad. I got to tell you this. Part of that is that my dad had such an influence on me. My dad was, was Superman. He walked on water. He flew over tall buildings in a single bound. I mean, he was just Superman. Oh, yeah. That's bullshit because my dad was Superman. Yeah, my dad was. <laughs> but my dad was hard on me like your dad was too. <laughs> and uh, I wish I, I don't have a way to do it, but I wish I could just pull up a picture from Facebook. But anyway, <laughs> uh, dad was a stud, man. He was he was a rock star in his day. And, and anyway, he, I'm not kidding, like, Every second word in every sentence he did was profanity. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's a comma, it's a punctuation. It a it's all the time. It's, yeah. so, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> we're at Connie's mom's funeral. And she's from Abilene, small town. Her mother was like 95, 96. And uh, so mom and dad came up there and that 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 community is so tight. The the more the guy from the mortuary told Connie, if you want to do your mom's makeup and do her hair and all that, you're more than welcome. And she's like, really, we can do that? And they're like, yeah. So Connie and her sister in law, they did my mother in law's makeup and they put her in her favorite red dress and all that. Probably one of the best casket showings of anybody that I've ever seen, right? And I mean, she looked like she was still alive, just with her eyes closed. And so my mom and dad, my mom and dad come up there and we had got a hotel room for them right next to ours. And um, we had already gone back to the hotel because we were going to go eat before the rest of the rosary or funeral or whatever they call it, viewing took part. And and so we, we get we had a suburban, we, we get in the suburban and Connie and I are in the front, mom and uh, dad are in the in the middle seat, and some friends of ours are in the way back. And my dad, he was always awkward with stuff like that, but and I'm not going to say the words that he did because it's still embarrassing to me. But he says, "I don't," and deep Mexican voice, "I don't know, Connie, but but your GD mother looked effing good in that GD casket." <laughs> <laughs> he was two seconds away from hitting that. <laughs> you better gone. say some shit like that when I'm getting oh. buried. <laughs> <laughs> So Connie looks at me like, really? And I'm like, he's my dad. I can't control him, you know? And uh, he was, you know, and, and even like the day that he told us that he had cancer, he, he got us together on father's day and it was me and my son, my mom, my sister, my uncle, and uh, we're all together. And he's like, I got the effing cancer and I'm not going to do any of that GD radiation or that effing chemotherapy. If the good Lord's going to take me, he's going to take me. I mean, he's the only guy I knew that could like pull <laughs> out into a line for F words and all kinds oh. of, but you know, that was um, completely being okay with yourself being a sinner. Yeah. And understanding you're a sinner, but also understanding that there's forgiveness. I have literally said, motherfucker, God, me again. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of my, my running comment to Jesus is God, me again. me again, because he, I talked to him about six times a day because I have to ask forgiveness about that often. 
Those people, we have a lot of people in the comments that uh, that were stationed in that area that know about 32nd Street. Yeah, uh, Mark said it. Uh, Mark, uh, Joe, Joseph, 32nd Street is where I boarded my first pack ship. I know a guy that was on the Duluth. We're going to talk to that guy later. Oh, there they are. Yeah, so. Um, You're welcome. JD Making friends all over. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Um, so anyway, uh, I just kind of at some point like, okay, um, you know, I love my dad. My dad is still a rock star. He's still my hero. Um, you know, even in his deathbed, he told our pastor that he didn't want to talk to anybody unless they were a colonel or better uh, military chaplain. And, oh, uh, yeah. The pastor comes in to talk to dad. He's, a, he's, a, he's at home after the last hospital visit. And uh, Pastor says, uh, Jr. said that you didn't want to talk to anybody unless they were uh, a military chaplain. And my dad said, that's exactly what I told him. I told him it had to be a colonel or better. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's going to run the pastor out of the house. And, uh, You're probably looking for a pastor that didn't only have the cross, but he had a, uh, a combat action ribbon. And <laughs> shit going on. You know. Let him finish. Damn. And so he... My pastor, very not military, but very quick-witted, uh, big old German guy, and he tells my dad, well, Joe, I'm a general. And my dad says, oh, he says, yeah, I'm a general in God's army. Is that good enough? And oh, I mean, just told right at my dad. And my dad looked at him, he looked at me, said, well, have a seat, general. <laughs> <All night>. <laughs> <laughs> and then they looked at me like, what? Go away, you know? And so I, I did. I walked away. Yes, Francis. JD does know he's going to go first. I that made is. him contract. That, uh, Frank, he's the uh, the guy who made up the uh, CREs, the crayons ready to eat. Awesome. Yes. Nice he's to meet you. With the crayons. Mm -hmm. it, he's becoming yeah. famous now. He is really? yeah. more famous before it's all over. Right? Before his product even hits the market, he's going to be famous. Once he gets the green light to ship out of the state, <laughs> it's beyond like Donkey Kong. And I'm definitely hating myself there. It's not funny. Don't call me Francis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Francis. <laughs> I'm sorry, Francis. Frank. It's Frank, y'all. It's Frank. Great movie. <laughs> um, that's funny though. Yeah, I speak fluent. Uh, movie he, so. I mean, he's a marine. How can he even read? Oh. <laughs> <What>? <gasps> Look, I'm Switzerland on this. I married an Air Force guy. Actually, I married an Air Force guy. My brother in law is Air Force, and my dad is Air Force. So if I'm going anything, I'm going Air Force. But man, don't make me get in the middle of this. Chair Force? Chair Force. Why well, my dad was Air Force. Academy, so not oh, he's watching the Academy. Her her dad was yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I was. You, I was you, have to salute him. No, oh. fuck that. He probably should. My dad actually would might actually like him if he did. <laughs> 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 oh, you're banging my youngest daughter. Don't, that didn't really go over well, well when, really when they first met. My uh. <laughs> My sister was married to a, a naval F-18 pilot um, when I first joined. Very true. And I went to visit her. Um, Kathy, I was like she's a, on here. 
I was like an E2, I think. I had like one stripe. And um, I ended up going with her to the uh, O Club. And I'm getting all kinds of dirty looks because, you know, who's this fucking E1 in here <laughs> with nothing but O3s, O4s, O5s and above? And uh, for people that are watching that aren't military, and he was really below them. It's like a bunch of CEOs, and this this it, guy with a mop walks into their fucking officers bar. versus enlisted. It's like nobles versus the serfs and and the servants. Oh, so so you agree you're a servant? Everybody, you're my witness. Yeah. No. Nice. Not Frank. Right. Well, yeah, that's it's <laughs> I, I knew this guy for like eight years before I joined the military, and he fucking made me salute him. Well, he was also yeah. an a hole. Is yeah. he on here? Is he on here? No, he's not. On oh, okay, good. He's an a hole. <laughs> the uh, you know, the fighter jocks, eh. <laughs> you know, yeah. the others. what do they know? I'm not a pilot, I'm a naval aviator. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Eric says. I like the Navy. You give the Marines a ride to combat. There we go again. There we yeah. go. Go back and look at your paperwork, Eric. It's United States Marine Department of the Navy. Ooh. But listen, he, I, did y'all Eric, see that? He owns your ass. I heard it. He's a PhD. <laughs> did you see that? What's that? Frank, that's two Marines in two weeks. That have impressed me with their intelligence. I'm gonna have to call BS on the Marine thing. If he has a PhD, I'm gonna have to see proof that he was a Marine. This is Frank. I have a PhD. I, I'm wondering. Uh, Put if PhD that in your has, pipe and smoke <laughs> it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if PhD has a different connotation or meaning. Oh here. no! Now that you spend the rest of the time thinking what PhD could stand for, and it's not gonna be clean, Frank. Oh, baby, come on. <laughs> we have to write everything. That's where the crayons came from. We have to write everything in crayon so they can understand it. The problem is they keep eating the crayons. Eric says, so is the Coast Guard. <laughs> Man! No, not even in the Department of Defense. It's, it's getting... Uh, it's, it's... The only people that have a, a, a leg up on us is the Army, and that's because they, they, they were formed like three days before we did. We have three different comments that says men's department. What what is that in reference to? Do I even want to know? Maybe created Uber. <laughs> <gasps> oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. Ooh. Maybe created Uber and we Ooh. thank you for that. He, he just thanked you for your service. Just take it as a win, JR. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Marines in the room. Uh, it is. I've invited Frank. Uh, I've invited JD, DP, uh, somebody else in my other groups uh, to have all five branches in May, on May 14th. Uh, and on our podcast, we're going to have what I'm calling the all branches brawl. And I'm going to structure it. I don't structure any of my podcasts. I don't script them. But that particular one, I'm going to have guidelines. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to start out with one-liners. And I get to start because I'm the host. And so we're going to go around the room and I'm going to be like, okay, chair force. And then the next guy's going to have to beat up one of the other branches, but not the chair force. And then the other guy's going to have to beat up another branch, but not the. And so 
we're just going to do stuff to constantly, oh. constantly uh, have fun with that. And I'm hoping that by that time, Frank will be able to ship his crayons out because I want to have those. I want to be eating them while he's talking because, I mean, you know. Oh, I don't know. I think you and Eric have a love connection. He said he loves those bell bottoms and ascot. Hey, this could this could work. <laughs> yeah, what is up with the navy and and everybody wearing? There's like 47 different colors of turtlenecks that they all get to wear, and, and all the turtlenecks are different colors represent something different. And that's just those flight rates, man. Those aircraft carrier guys, you know, they they wear a like a a shirt on the flight deck when they're doing flight ops. Yeah. I'm sorry, but is any branch really a branch if they wear ascots and turtlenecks? How, uh, you know, no. But no. who wears ascots? Navy. I've seen Navy guys in ascots and like the. Dude. So let's. Dude. let's uh, Not okay. the real people. Okay. The real Navy. The real Navy. Yes. Oh, you mean the Marines? Oh. <gasps> <No. laughs> yeah, I just had to take that jab. Man. <laughs> keyboard okay i know you know that um yeah i don't know how did we even get off on this exactly you know know. what let's move on to something else all right okay yeah let's uh, we are going to (laughs) well just like in every episode we have uh two things that we do with every one of our guests most of them are um without force yeah what is that what is that supposed to mean I don't know. Take it, take it how you want it. No, no. So the I, first one is the uh, unpopular opinions. Um, why are you stacking me? Because you keep taking over the damn remote. Just like a fucking guy. All right. It's not a remote. It's a mouse. Unpopular. <laughs> okay, stop, 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 stop. Time out. <laughs> you have to look at Frank's response to PhD. Look, look at you. Look. Have to find this, it up. this is our fourth day. Okay. Is it the high school diploma one? Because I saw that. Primary high school diploma. Nice. A PhD. It could be way worse, Frank. I love it. All right. It's like this this train Un- went off the track. Unpopular opinion. Got back on the tracks and went off again. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm not gonna go as crazy with my unpopular opinion as I have the last couple episodes, but my Boo. unpopular opinion. Is that absolutely outside of the tomatoes, tomato sauce, zero fruits or vegetables belong on pizzas. Cheese, meat, bread, tomato sauce. That's I disagree. It. No, onion. no onions, no bell peppers. God, no fucking pineapples. Pineapples, yes. Fucking pineapple. Where is Lindsay? God bless it, Lindsay. You need to get on here. You, you like pineapples on pizza too. No, I think... You load up that fucking pizza with vegetables and I'll eat every last fucking piece of it. That's what's going to happen. No, yes. absolutely not. Absolutely. Pepperonis, Canadian bacon, bacon, hamburger. That's it. Oh, Canadian bacon. You mean ham? Canadian bacon is not ham. It's ham. Okay, for, for pizza places, Canadian bacon is ham. It's ham. Well, because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's true. So what do you think? You agree? It's just like Johnny Walker making scotch. What do a bunch of hillbillies in Tennessee know about making scotch from scotch? <laughs> my pizza, my choice. 
I can't believe that there's a hashtag. Hey, I want you guys to make that trend. Go on, go on whatever social media you have and just type in hashtag my pizza my choice. Hashtag pizza me too. We're just going to offend everybody on here. Do this. Eric says if you can eat ass, you can handle a little pineapple. <laughs> Eric, I don't like you talking about things that we talked about in private. On <laughs> yeah, that was, that was between you and me. All right. And, and I'm kind of appalled that it went public. <laughs> so what is your unpopular opinion, Miss Cat? Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have children... For the love of God, stop photoshopping and what is it called? Uh, filtering your fucking kids' pictures. Ten years from now, when they want to see what they look like as a baby, they're going to look like, oh, like perfect skin and shit. They don't have that, okay? They don't. It doesn't exist. Stop fucking filtering your kids. We know they don't look like that, okay? We know, all right? Just fucking put the picture of what they actually motherfucking look like. It drives me up the wall. Thank you. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I think that's oh, very popular. You would be surprised how many people post pictures of their kids filtered or photoshopped. It's ridiculous. And I don't care if I'm offending you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Let your kid look like your fucking kid. Boom. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Give it to us. Spank your damn kids. Oh, that's a, yeah. The belt. Spank them. It is not child abuse. Agreed. Some kids need to be spanked more than once. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Spank them. My kids don't even have to do things bad. I just sometimes have a hankering for some spankering. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> if he has a hanker for some spankerings, it's coming to me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> He he did not spare the rod, and he has not spoiled this child. <laughs> you have definitely been spoiled, lady. You've definitely been spoiled. Have I? Years over here. Have I? I'm such a little church boy. I I can't handle this. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Coming from a dude that was on a ship with a bunch of other dudes for months at a time, I'm pretty sure you heard worse. You were than anything literally. We will ever say. You were literally semen. How can you be offended? I heard worse from the women. That we had on our ship. I believe that. I absolutely believe that. Those are my people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been a yeah. sailor. That's like when. I didn't know they had uh, females on the ship. That's. I thought that was something that was relatively new, having the females. Yeah, I thought on the so ship. too. Our ship was the. So I served in what they call the Tar Navy, training administration of reservists. And uh, towards the end of my time, I was in the Tar Tar Navy, and. We were the first ship in the TAR command that had fully integrated where they had taken away one of the chief's birthings, converted it because it had a bathroom in it and a shower, and they converted it to a women's birthing. And unfortunately, the women chief didn't get all the benefits like the chief did, but they were all in one birthing, officers, chiefs, enlisted. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and... We for six months before we got them, we had to have all the training, you know, about what to say, what to do. Because before that, you know, it's all guys, right? So at knockoff, at you know, at Liberty, whatever time Liberty was in the Navy, we call it Liberty. At fifteen thirty, whenever work stops, uh, you run down to your rack, strip down to your 
birthday suit, throw your towel over your shoulder, and you run up two flights up to the bathroom, to the head, where you take a shower, and then you run back down with a shower wrapped around you, a towel wrapped around you, and get dressed and and go about your business. And, uh, you know, they're like, guys, you can't do that anymore, guys. You know, we're going to have ladies on the ship. And, and uh, I, I, man, I tell you what, there was some conversations that I, man, I wanted to crawl in a hole, man, when those girls got, got to talking to each other or got to <laughs> parading some poor idiot that said the wrong thing. They're looking for a cover, trying to hide somewhere. Ooh, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be here. Somebody help me. This is my favorite part of the show. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> I really hope that Canadian isn't seen or Canadian bacon isn't seen as a derogatory term. But um, if we want to make it one, you and I should comment later and we will find any window of some kind for Canadian bacon to stand for. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> it's it's Northern North American bacon. Oh, oh. I guess. No. Uh, I bet uh, it was covered in the South. I'm just saying. It's ham. <laughs> it's pig. I mean, probably from the South. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know, they had- Look, she went, hi, Kate. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, y'all are just going to have your own little show of just commenting back and forth at some point. Like everybody else, like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> We're beating our kids to bacon. I, Hey, hey, hey! It was a very, a very natural, organic progression from beaten ass to bacon. Okay, this is like my Tuesday because it is my Tuesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> so retarded. I don't care. I, I don't get a script, people. I don't get paid. You know this. If you've watched the show, you know I bet every week. In fact, Cindy, hey, hey, Cindy, calling you out, girl. Cindy from KO Sports, who I go to the gym with, she is going to notarize a freaking bill for this man. I'm going to charge you every fucking dime. Notarize it. I will. Certified mail. I don't give a shit. All right. So now, would you rather? So my question is, JR, I'm going to have you answer first. So would you rather be chronically overdressed or chronically underdressed for the rest of your life? How much is chronically underdressed? <laughs> just, just say, well, I'm not talking about chonies, but. I mean, because if that... I had to run around in chonies and flip flops, I'd be okay with that. I mean, so chronically underdressed. In the snow with my chonies. <laughs> I would say chronically underdressed. You think underdressed? Yep. What do you think? Torn blue jeans, tank top. Well, Good for you. I see. I was always raised to believe that you dress for the job you want and you dress for the life you want. So I would be chronically underdressed because I want to be fucking retired. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. What about you, Kat? Uh, So as I came up with this question, I had a lot of time to think about this. I didn't. I didn't even think about it. I thought about y'all answering. I would love to say that I'd want to be chronically underdressed because then I'd always be comfortable, but I always want to look really nice. So I'd probably have to say chronically overdressed. Sorry. I want to be the hot girl in the room and I don't give a fuck. 
So there you go. Well, you are chronically the hot girl in the room. So. <laughs> you have to say that you married. I don't have to say anything. But hey. Because I threw a card in the show. Kat, I just want you to know. I, I just want you to know. Oh, no. I just met you, but I, I just want you to know that you and my wife are so lucky. You all have no idea how lucky y'all are. Oh. Y'all are so lucky to be married to trophy husbands. I mean, I, I am not questioning that. I love the fact that my wife's married to a trophy husband so much that I gained twice the amount of weight I was. So now she has twice the amount of <gasps> well, JD I, did that too. Already. Oh, that's awesome. More to him. Cat got the participation trophy husband. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's like life was like, hey, hey, look, look, hey, here's your consolation look, prize. Y'all have neither one of y'all have reached dependa husband <laughs> level yet, so you're good, okay? So, all right, <laughs> yeah, no dependas here, no dependas here, no dependas. <laughs> so, no, I, I know I'm very lucky, but now that we're on your wife. Like, did you use a pickup line or did y'all meet through friends? Oh, man. So that's really, really weird. Uh, <clears throat> my friend had just got divorced. I had I was divorced and I had another friend who was divorced. We were all living in my house, three bachelors in my house. I used to live on the south side of San Antonio. And Frank was a UPS driver. And he was also in the Air uh, Reserve, uh, Air Force Reserve. He was a load monster. And so when 9-11 hit uh he got deployed to iraq and before he left he set me up with an account a yahoo account because at that time i was i was a wrench turner i was a welder commercial welder. i didn't know nothing about email or yahoo or internet and none of that crap i didn't know any of it and uh <laughs> so frank, days. Uh, frank went into my office and he set up my uh an email account for me and uh i uh that's true. We would get banned, Jennifer. <laughs> and he comes back nine months later and he's like, bro, uh, like I sent you a bunch of email and I'm like, huh? He's like, you know, email, I set it up before I left. I sent you emails like almost weekly, man, telling you what was going on and just wanting to talk to somebody. And I'm like, Frank, I, I, I don't, I forgot how to log on. I, I don't even know how to log on to the computer, you know? <laughs> and Frank's like, come here, I'm gonna show you. And so he, we went into the office and he he logged on and he's going through like eleven thousand emails that he sent me. And uh, you know, if somebody from the outside would have looked at that, that they're like, Man, what's up with these two dudes? You know, but it was all innocent. Anyway, uh <laughs> Frank's a good guy and I, I love the dude. Anyway, he he's like, Hey man, this chick sent you an email, and I'm like, bro. I don't know anybody that would send me an email. I don't know what my own email address is, so I can't give it to anybody. So <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, dude, check it out. Check it out. And so he clicks on it. And this is back before there were any kind of like eHarmony or any of those dating sites. You could put your picture on Yahoo Personals and yeah. anybody could go through it and, and send you a message. And Frank had done that, me not knowing, right? Cause I didn't know nothing about computers. And so Frank had set up a profile for me for email. And I guess he thought it would be funny to set me up with Yahoo personals too. 
And so I, you know, we went through all these things and there's this redhead, you know, and uh, I was like, Ooh, I like, I like that. That's really a pretty girl. I, I want to talk to her. And so Frank's like, well, just send her an email. And I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that. And uh, so I sent her an email and uh, Frank sent her an email and, uh, and I gave her my phone number and it was six months from the time she had sent the email. Oh, oh this is and, like a crazy uh, sitcom oh, origin no. story. By the, by the time I answered the email, she had already gotten married. Oh shit! Yeah, and so I think she was married. If not, she was seeing somebody, and so um, we we sort of made contact. Uh, we kept in touch, and then sometime later, Sancho. He was Jody. Were you Sancho? No, I was not Sancho. Oh yeah, I saw that face though. There was a second. And so there was. I uh, went. I went. Our first date was. I went to her house to watch the Spurs play, and uh, we had pizza. Real pizza with meat. First game, and then I left. And then for the next like two or three years, either I was seeing somebody when she wasn't, or she was seeing somebody when I wasn't. And so we just bounced back and forth like that. And then finally I came home one time, you know, because I was working in Houston as a commercial welder. And um uh, we had an apartment over there. I'd live there during the week and come home on the weekends. And, and I had a house on the South side, whatever. And so anyway, I came home one time and, and I called her and she wasn't, actually wasn't busy for once. And so I came over and we had dinner. We talked and everything, everything was cool. And I said, we had made plans to go out on Friday. Now she tells this story very differently than the way I tell the story. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so, so I, we were supposed to get together and go see a band downtown that she wanted to go see. But what I, and this is back before we had, I still had a brick. You remember the old brick cell phones? Maybe. Oh, old, yeah. Like the yeah, old Motorola. Yeah, Zach Morris phone? Hell yeah. The big gray one? You know, it like took yes. weight to hold up to your ear. Yeah, you had to hold it out to your ear. Yeah. yeah. And, and we had a ranch. We still have a, my family has a ranch in Atascosa County down there by Poteet on the other side of Poteet. And so we were supposed to go to the ranch and do some work out there. I said, well, listen, just call me, you know, and, and that way we can make sure that I'm going to be back in time, whatever. And so, so I take off to the ranch and I mean, that trip was horrible. We're out in the pasture, the tractor tire goes flat. We take it off, put it in the back of the truck. The truck goes flat before we get out of the, out of the pasture. Uh, we take the truck off. We roll the tire down the street to the neighbor's house uh, got in his truck, got to the tire place, fixed them. It broke down, uh, before we could come back to the ranch. And so it's like, you know, dark 30 by the time we get the tires back on and get back in the truck and start heading back to town. And I didn't have any missed calls on my phone because they didn't get through. And I guess, you know, I don't know. It's just old technology. So I, I come back and I tried to call Connie and she didn't answer. And I tried to call her again and she didn't answer. And I tried to call her a couple more times. It, it might've been like 20 or 30. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> One or yeah. I was not stalking her, but mm -hmm. I may have called her 36 times. That's what stalkers say. Just so you're aware. Yeah. I, you're aware. And so anyway. I'm not stalking. It's being thorough. <laughs> you are a dedicated lover, not a stalker. 
She's like, whatever. You caught me at midnight. You, know, you only want one thing. I, she, she didn't answer the phone call. Uh, and, someone call you at, at 8 a.m. and want one thing. Hey, nothing good happens on the phone after 10 o'clock. And everybody knows that. My dad would always say that. Neither does she. Uh, but I called her and finally got a hold of her the next day. And she was pissed off because, you know, apparently I was for certain that we I was going to be in town at 7 o'clock. And uh, she didn't believe the rest of the stuff that happened. And it didn't matter if I had, you know, there was no, there was no camera on the brick phone. So I couldn't just like snap a picture of the tire in the middle of the pasture and, and show her that we were stranded. Uh, I could have been underneath that tractor. It wouldn't have mattered. And uh, so anyway, <laughs> it was, uh, it was interesting. And so the next was, week. Was there text available at that time where you had no. to push like the button like eight, eight times to get no, an E? not on a brick phone. Nope. Man, it was either a phone call or not. Yeah. And if you didn't signal, it didn't tell you you missed a call because it didn't receive it. And so, you know, we're out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere. And so anyway, uh, I think the next week I, I came home. I was because I was still working in Houston every week. The next Friday I came home and uh, I came straight to her house on Friday, I think. And then she says I never left. <laughs> And then at some point I moved all my stuff there and I had too much stuff to leave. So, Oh, that is a you wonderful know. plan. Well, you can't leave your shit there. So I mean, you may as well single just guys, single guys, listen up. If, if you want to get married and, and, and you're Start ready to settle your down shit at her yeah, house, just leave all your shit over there to where it's too much. Then she to has leave. to marry you. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Modern problems she require broken, modern solutions. Broken through the female barrier. But Frank thinks you're a peeping Tom. Just saying. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm peeping Tom. I wasn't, a, I wasn't even a peeping Jose, man. I was just, you know. <laughs> peeping Pedro. Peeping Pedro. Hashtag peeping Pedro, people. That's racist. <laughs> it was not. Cancel culture. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's how Connie and I met. And we got married in 2004. And uh, we probably shouldn't have. There was so many things that were stuck struck against us. We were supposed to get married at a family farm in Bigfoot. And the storm came over while we were at the ranch already, get waiting to get married. And the bus got stuck in the mud for the band, and people got stuck in the mud, and they had to take us into Divine. And at the time, Connie was like this huge, um, what is that thing? People eating tasty animals. PETA. PETA. <laughs> Hard toting member of PETA back then. Oh. And, and it wasn't the people eating tasty animals group. It was the other group. Oh, honey. And we ended up at the Triple C restaurant in Divine, and there's nothing but all these deer heads <gasps> all over the restaurant. And when you walk in, there's this, and she didn't eat meat back then either. And she walked in, and there's this huge glass case full of meat, deer steaks, and beef steaks. And so we walk in and she looks at me like, and like, hey, this is where we're getting married. And so our <laughs> wedding picture, there's, a, there's deer in all the pictures. Now, she has totally defeated the demon that is anorexia. Oh, yay. And uh, she eats venison and wild game and all that stuff. Good for you, Connie. She's an awesome. you for converting her. So she converted me. her to the savage. <laughs> yeah, no. It was, uh, we had. <laughs> Pretty interesting, you know, beginning, I guess you could say. And, <laughs> but, you know, you were saying earlier, how did we get from, you know, because I did a lot of stuff, man. I, 
I'm not proud of some. I'm not proud of a lot of the stuff I did that was illegal, but I did a lot of drugs for a while after I got divorced. And uh, I was drinking probably, I don't know, a half gallon every two or three days. And those are rookie numbers. Well, <laughs> you got to boost those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> well, JD did that and he didn't even have a divorce to like blame it on. So. Oh, yeah. I, I did. I did the, the stereotypical bitter, disgruntled. Oh, please. Let me zoom in on your face veteran. so that everyone can see the epitome of I did every drug known to man. He should probably be like legally dead or brain dead. Okay, save your drugs for later because we know he probably is. Yeah, uh, because he did so many drugs, like everything. But I'm right there with you. There was a, that, I think it's it's kind of a, a to some degree a, a veteran. Is it passing of of is something it? or another? The words escape me at this point. But it's it. Yeah, a, a lot of us did it for one reason or another. Mm. And it's it, there's hey, you're trained for years to how do to drugs? be. An airman, a soldier, a marine, seaman. No, a sailor, not seaman. No, you're, no, you're trying you're to be a seaman. seaman. <laughs> <laughs> but, the but you're, you're never trained to be a civilian. Airman. But yeah, you're, you're never trained to be a civilian. And and the transition, now it's getting a lot better. Because there's a lot of, of programs out there to help with the transition. Uh, but... Time out. On behalf of all civilians, we didn't get training on how to be civilians either. So yeah, but you were brainwashed the other direction, and unfortunately, that's part of what boot camp is to a degree. It's breaking you down mentally to build you up the way they want you. Okay, look, I love you, but I married you for your looks, baby. It probably didn't take a lot to break you down mentally. Wow, that was fucking harsh, dude. That was messed up. <laughs> All right. Oh, he took the remote from me. Ah. You keep taking it off of our guest. I think you need to mute her mic. She needs to be in like podcast timeout. That, that was like, Both. that was harsh. I would take this mic and drop it if it didn't cost a fortune, people. Boom. Like it didn't hurt <laughs> much here <laughs> or here. Oh, here's our or even here. It hurt right here. Ladies and gentlemen. This brings us to our sensitive bitch part of our of our show. Jesus Christ, what the fuck, lady? <laughs> oh, you're fine. We'll survive. <laughs> you need it, baby. So, and, and people wonder why I drink. No one wonders why you drink. They've met me. <laughs> it's this, it's this constant, never really. You're such a abuse. liar. This is oh, he's so terrible. He's not that. Nothing popped in, and I, and I just I, I had to do this because. Uh, I'm at a loss. What are those? Do it again. Come and take it. Climb or die. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, that's not Pando Commando. Whoa. They are bringing. Did the laughing emoji there on the side? That's his Ryan. company. And he's actually on the show um, first week of April coming up. I just got to meet you, Ryan. That is what they call fortuitous, man. That means lucky. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, no, Mark. 
Oh, Frank. Oh, funny. Oh, my God. Frank said, uh, did he say the Air Force, or did she say the Air Force broke you down? You mean they catered to you and treat you like queens? <laughs> Look, no, Frank, all the time. Look, Frank. Frank. He is a queen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a queen. I don't he know, is. but he took his crown off and stabbed him in the chest. <laughs> My God, this is brutal tonight. Joe says compartmentalization. (laughs) So let me touch on the veteran suicide in the 22 day. My God. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'll just drink myself happy. You know what made him super happy was the fact that some lady put that men should not wear sunglasses because all women because she's speaking for me now too, apparently, uh, find it um, intimidating and offensive. So yeah, JD just loved that earlier. So he's just had a ball. Oh, the day. it was, I actually took a screenshot he of did. it. He took a screenshot it was, of it. I'm going to have to like in- read this. It is. Yeah. It is nuts. So let me let me say this to whoever that was who who posted that. You don't speak for all women. Okay, so. You very sensitive, needy you know what this is the actual post it's uh dear men sunglasses are a tool of the patriarchy they are used to hide ogling eyes and sinister looks they make women feel uncomfortable and they are not a necessity please stop wearing sunglasses as a sign of respect and support for women thank you allies on behalf of women keep wearing sunglasses i have a deteriorating iris i have to wear sunglasses it's fucking bright it's Texas. Wear your fucking sunglasses. People are stupid. I'm so tired, you know. And I mean, JD, you, you know for sure that where my faith is. I'm very deep in my faith, and I can joke around and and I can talk about things that I've done before that are stupid. Of course. But one thing that that completely gets under my skin, uh, and and you know that I I will quote scripture all day long. I'll tell you what the Bible says about this or what it says about that. One thing that drives me absolutely nuts is this frigging um, victim mentality crap that that is, you know, God didn't intend for us to be victims. And um, this is all just a bunch of nonsense from the left. And it's just sickening. Um, you know, I, I can get off on a whole thing on that, but, I, you know, I won't do that because. So to say people, just don't be so freaking sensitive. It's ridiculous. Okay, if if it's hurting your feelings, maybe the problem isn't other people. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're maybe there's a problem internally with yourself and maybe that's what you should be seeking out the cure for. Don't don't fix don't make a million other people change because one person has a problem. Maybe that one person is the problem. Just saying. And and, and maybe some perv did, you know, do something that made her uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean that all men are the same. It yeah, but, mean- project, but to project that yeah, okay. on on fifty or what forty nine percent of the world's population is just a little asinine. You do you, Jennifer. She says I'm straight up gonna Google a motherfucker behind my sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, Jennifer, and I'm so proud of you, girl. <laughs> my problem is I can't keep a pair of sunglasses long enough to even JD, attempt it. See just- what y'all don't see behind this. This desk here is JD is wearing those mm, hello shorts and he knows what they do to me. It's not fair. It's just not fair. Wish I was wearing some sunglasses so I can be like, oh, I'd still know. 
Your face, your face, even with the sunglasses on, your face face tells everything. That is very true. JD, I'm very sorry to tell you this, but your wife looks at you like you're a piece of meat. You should be offended. You are. You're 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 a you're ham. You're Canadian bacon to me. (laughs) See, and that's what we call full circle, folks. See what we did there? I would put pineapple on that and put that in my mouth. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Y'all need to get a room and not change the subject. Okay. So let's say you're going on a trip. Oh, what? No, I'm doing this question again. You're going on a trip, business trip, personal vacation, doesn't matter. Overnighter, two weeks, whatever. Do you pack a week until, a couple of days until the day of or the morning of, or day before or morning of? Day before. See, see, I'm not the only one. She has to pack like three or four days in advance. I have to because I'm going to forget something otherwise. I do get anxiety. I do. So I am that person. Sorry, I am. Okay, so I will not only get anxiety about like thinking all night and it'll keep me up about what I have forgotten to pack, but also... I'm a scatterbrain sometimes, so I do forget shit. So I do have three days to gather up the shit that I have forgotten, even though it's on the motherfucking list. Okay. So at least I'm self-aware and I've done something about it. And that is packing early. Don't give me that look, JR. Oh, disgust. <laughs> disgust. How about this? When do you take your Christmas tree down? That's a political statement we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. When, when do, do you Christmas take your Christmas tree down? down? For like most people or Mexicans? For, For you. you. Oh. Um, I live in South Texas. I know what the answer is for Mexicans. But for you. Year-round, except that I'm not really... I'm like an Oreo. I'm not like a full-on... I'm kind of like brown on the outside and very white on the inside. Are you? Mm. And so, uh, you know, it's... Uh, truth be told, my wife does most of the heavy lifting around here. My wife is uh, the bomb. She does everything. I mean, I help, but she does the stuff. And so she puts the tree up. Uh, you know, this year, I think we got, we did small tree because we have this puppy in the house and she's eaten the whole house. But in the past years, we've done it like right around Thanksgiving. And then, and then right after uh, New Year's, we, you know, Sometime between Christmas and New Year's or whenever Connie gets tired of looking at it when she comes home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's who said that? Juan Garcia, yes, I'm a coconut. Yo soy un? I don't know how to say coconut in Spanish. So. Yes, he did. He totally called you a who, coconut. Who was that? Because that's more brown. I would say an Oreo is more black than brown. So so, so good for you. Uh, who is that? That's Juan. Uh, if that's the one I'm thinking of, that's somebody that I served with. In the yes. uh, 30, 37th Security yes. Force Squadron. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Juan, for your dark side. Because, um, funny story. I was going to do this in the beginning. I couldn't remember, but I just remembered it. So, funny story from my service, right? Yes. Very cocky when I was 120 pounds and in the military. I was never 120 pounds, but I was like 142. <laughs> And so we were, we would go to the beach, right? In California, we would, we would go to the beach over there, La Jolla beach and whatnot. And so we, you know, we're young bucks and you can go to the class six on base, you know, where you get booze and, and all we needed was a six pack, but you buy the case cause you're a big brawly dude. And, um, 
And so we go to the beach and we're drinking and we just chill out. And, you know, my the boys that I ran with, you know, real light complected. And so they wanted to go sunbathe, right? Did you say white complected or light complected? Light, light complected. Oh, okay. I don't, know, I don't know what their nationalities were. I didn't care. I didn't grow up like that. <laughs> Listen, my wife is a ginger, <laughs> hazel eyes, red hair, so I could care less. But anyway. And I know that if I go out for three or four hours in the sun, I'm just going to go like two shades darker. Like nothing else is going to happen. I don't burn because, you know, I grew up in South Texas. And so these dudes like from Minnesota who have never actually seen a sun ray until they got to California, you know, they're super, super like you needed sunglasses when they took the shirt off. <laughs> hey, I was ragging on them about their whiteness, you know, like, hey, dude, tone it down, man. Put some powder on that because, you know, you're hurting my eyes. And so. We go out and we're drinking on the beach and we all, you know, I, I went and found me a nice little comfy spot and I, and I passed, I went, I didn't pass out. I, I took a nap. I only had <laughs> beer. I didn't even drink that much yet. And so, but I'm being cool, you know, cause here's a Mexican dude and I'm sitting on the beach with my hands behind my back, Oh, my shorts and no t-shirt on and I'm asleep. No. Back then. Well, one of them white dudes thought he was going to be real funny. And he went and got his watch and he laid his watch across my chest. <laughs> He's like, I'll show you that you brown, you, you, you can still burn. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And so he put this watch on my stomach while I was sleeping and I was out, man. I mean, my wife can tell you, I can, I can sit in my recliner be talking to you mid conversation and then just pass out. Oh, oh it's a gift, isn't it? Yeah, I fucking hate guys who could do that. Right after boot camp, it's been like that since boot camp. And so I'm on the beach, I'm passed out. I bet you I was out for a couple of hours. Now I woke up and I was like, oh man, I feel great. And um, so I got up, and by this time, you know, the guys like they didn't wait the whole time, they went and took that watch off. And so uh, you know, they're burned, like they're putting cream on because they're burned. And uh, I, I tuck my, sh my shirt in my shorts and I'm walking around, you know, like, yeah. And uh, all these girls are looking at me, you know, and smiling. And I'm thinking, yeah. And uh, I got somewhere <laughs> in business. I got a glimpse of, you know, myself without my shirt. And I had to take a double take. And I had this huge spot across my chest where they had. Rick, tell me how to fool X. <laughs> I was like an idiot, man. I was walking around. All, yeah, yeah. You look like this. You know, and we're looking at me. I was an idiot. opposite of that, though, is uh, before we had kids, Kat worked uh, nights at uh, one of the local hospitals. And I, my fishing rods never left my truck. Like, if I wasn't at work, are, are you telling the fishing. story that I was about to tell? Oh, my God. Probably. Maybe. Go ahead. So I would, and when I say I would, I would go fishing, like I'm talking like three or four days shark fishing expeditions where I'd go on uh, and I would just camp out on the beach. We lived there. I made my own leaders, like six and 10 foot leaders. And I'd swim my bait out as far as I could. We, you know, hooks, line, bait, swimming it out, drop it over the, the, the this shelf. This is not the, the story uh, I had. So I came back and I would, but I was... Obviously, extremely suntan. I was super bronze, and he was fit. He was skinny, JD. 
yeah, um, so. sorry. I'm reminiscing. <laughs> I'm good. I'm fine. I'm back. This before I was a fat fuck. And uh, so I was like super, 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 super say? tan. What'd you say? We don't talk about the heavy part of this, okay? <laughs> but so, so being the awesome husband that I was, one day I took her um, dinner at work or, or lunch for her, whatever it was. And anytime I did that, you know, I'd talk with her for five, 10 minutes, whatever she could to get away from the department at the hospital. Yeah. And um, uh, I'll let you finish the story as far as once I left. Oh, so I, your worked, I work with, uh, so I'm a respiratory therapist. I work in Indiana, so I work with a lot of nurses. Well, um, a lot of the nurses I work with are just happen to be at the time Filipino and, and or Hispanic because I, I live in Texas. I mean, so uh, JD left and one of the Hispanic nurses and one of the Filipino nurses came up to me. And they're like, oh, girl, we just have so much respect for you. We didn't realize blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have, what the fuck are y'all talking about? They're like, well, we didn't know. We didn't realize you married a Mexican. And I was like, oh, neither did I. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> and they were like, what? No, he is dark. He's darker than us. And I'm like, no, baby, he's he's a white man. Yeah, well, he's no, we found out he's not. I mean, he's a mix. He's got like black, he's got everything in it. Oh, I'm a fucking Yeah, he mutt. is. He's a mutt. So, but who cares? But I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, maybe the story I was going to talk about was with my family. So we lived in Corpus at the time, uh, years ago. Now we're in Corpus. And uh, my family came down to visit. My brother-in-law, Isaac, actually had to pee in a bottle because I got stung by a jellyfish. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, but I was a big girl back then. And J.D. decided to take a handful of SPF 1000 and smack that ass. Like, I got a handful. And me, not realizing he had, he had just lathered himself up with suntan lotion and had the lotion on his hand, I didn't know that there was lotion in a handprint. And so what happened was I burned and I had a white handprint on my mother freaking ass cheek for about three years yeah, that before I could get it tanned out. I had to literally flip lotion only every place around the handprint. It took years to get it leveled out. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever done. I had a big handprint on my ass. Big white handprint. Fingers. You could see every fucking finger. It was oh my my brother in law thought it was hilarious. He was just happy that he got to pee on you for the jellyfish. He didn't pee on me. He peed in a bottle and then we poured it on. He did not. I wanted to be the one to pee on her. He did not. Pee I was on just me. too dehydrated. <laughs> I couldn't. How are you supposed to fish? I was not peed on. I had to pour pee on me. <laughs> There's a difference. People, no R. Kelly shit is happening here. I've never been bit by a jellyfish. I wouldn't know what to do. Well, they, they don't bite. These <laughs> they, I actually had, we don't know if it was a man of war or what, but it actually wrapped its tentacle around my oh, leg. It looked gnarly. Yeah, like it, it was. Uh, Really, really the bad. That's why I said we're not sure if it was a man so or what, because it got me and it got a girl who was about what twenty feet away from me. Yeah, it's, it was whatever it was. It was pretty gnarly. She wound up having to go to the hospital, but um, me pee on the leg, pee people. Oh, really? Who put that? Is that one? No, it was, was it? Jeremy, I believe. 
golden shower at the beach. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> I was there growing up of having an earring because my dad, growing up in the country, what they did is they got the smallest brother to pee in their ear. What? So, yeah. What? I don't know. But that's what they did. They lived out in the country. I don't know. They were I lived out in the country. I lived on 150 acres. We didn't pee in I know a ear. lot of rednecks that grew up in the country. And I've never heard of any of them peeing in their, each other's ears. Maybe it's something that maybe it's a rite of passage that they just keep to themselves. It's like some Masonic shit. Super secret. I don't know. I was scared to um, ever get in married because I thought that my dad was going to pee in my ear. Oh, yeah. No. I wasn't really pleased with the fact that I had to pour my brother's urine down my leg. Um, but yeah. No, it wasn't Randy. It was my brother-in-law, Isaac. Mark said, Randy piss? No, it was not Randy. It was my brother-in-law, Isaac. And I don't know if Isaac is on here, but it was not pleasant. But thank you for peeing in that bottle because it actually did help. It did take the sting away. It really did. So it, it yeah, it's still terrible, but um, it didn't hurt as bad. So, so there you go. So thank you for pissing for me. I don't. <laughs> that was my dad's other cure all for anything that you got. Well, was, uh, Open it up, wet the tobacco, and put it on the sting. Oh yeah, cigarette, uh, cigarette tobacco, yeah. or or a dip. Yeah, it's true. Why would you waste a dip? I mean, I I don't know. Well, it's like after you've already like, okay, I'm done with this one here. It's yours now. You know, in the, you know how it is in the military and it's so bad because everybody's always broke on the ship or whatever. I don't know about the army or anybody else, but Air Force, you know, they, they could just get money from, you know, wherever because they were, you know, wrong forced. Wrong. <laughs> all the time. And you get the same guys mooching a dip all the time, right? Oh, and then you get the ones that like like <laughs> four finger, yeah. four, half can. I only got half a can. Oh, I just want a little dip. I'm like, all right, here, man, have a dip. And they tell like four fingers. You know? Yeah. You mind if I get a pinch? Yeah. That's not a pinch, motherfucker. That's a can. <laughs> what I started doing is uh, I would buy my my can for me, and I'd put that in my right back pocket, and then the other can for those moochers, I would put in my front pocket. And so what I would do is out in the parking lot before I went in, I'd put a dip in and uh, I'd walk in and uh, <laughs> you only got to do it to him one time. Please tell me this is where I think it's going. <laughs> I'd pull the can, the new can out and give him a dip, right? And then uh, and then I put it back in and then a little while later, I'd take the one out of my front pocket and I would take the dip out and put it back in the can <laughs> and they'd be like, is that the same can that you gave me? Goes, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, hey, man. I said, I can't afford to buy Copenhagen every day. Oh. You know, man, you'd see them run to the head or they spit it out at the table. I mean, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't ask for you to live. <laughs> so when, when Kat and I were, were still dating, this is like long before engagement would even happen. We worked at a bar together. We've been together 18 years. And, um, couldn't smoke behind the bar unless you were getting close to a break. But so I would dip to, to just keep it going. And I always have, but they would, you could drink behind the bar, but you couldn't smoke behind the bar. Really weird. But um, I would keep my first drink or my first beer bottle would stay under the, under the bar. 
And that's where I'd spit in as as the shift went. And uh, there was one night where our customers were being really good to us and buying us lots of shots and lots of beers. And we're getting just as hammered as as the people on the other side of the bar. Yep. And I grabbed my, what I thought was my beer, and it was my spit bottle that was about at least a third full and went to chug. (laughs) And it just slid down my throat like an egg yolk. Okay, I'm going to puke if you (laughs) (laughs) That was... That was the time when I decided that there is going to be clear and very vibrant markings and colorings and lights and bells and whistles <laughs> pointing to my spit bottle versus my beer bottle. It was yep. it took every ounce of of my being to not puke all over the bar and everybody around it. Yep. Yeah, I uh at some point, Connie's like, dude, if you don't stop dipping, I'm not going to kiss you anymore. She's pretty hot. So, you know, I got Katie that was smoking. So, and every now and then he still finds a way to weasel one in. Yeah, every now and again, I don't, I don't buy cigarettes every now. There's just every now and again, a cigarette just sounds good. I don't want to go buy no, a pack. I don't want to like chain smoke anymore like I used to, but every now and again, the cigarette just sounds good. I think I'm just getting old because I really like to smoke cigars, you know, for a period of time. And, you know, I would get, uh, uh, there's this, um, Camacho makes these military themed cigars. And uh, they had one called Shellback, which is what you get for crossing the equator. And uh, are we good? Are we still good? Okay. Yes, we're good. I think those are the notifications on JD's phone. So, and so anyway, um, professional. The last time I had one, I was like, Man, my mouth tastes like a like an ashtray for two days. Yeah, you know, I haven't had a cigar since, and I don't really care to have one. So, I don't know. I guess maybe as we get a little bit older, some of those habits go away. I don't know. The <laughs> man, I hope so. Well, it's kind of cool. Like the the very first time we we ever spoke, you were calling me um, about some hats and telling me about your company and everything like that. And I think we talked business for all of like three and a half minutes, and then the the remaining fifty minutes of our phone call was. Guns, military service, cigars, you know, all this other stuff, everything but business. And then um, you sent me your first sample pack, which had, I think it was uh, three different uh, blends of coffee. And then, of course, uh, a really awesome personalized note. Um, You had the uh, security forces, um, our our Bray badge on there, our flash, and and a lot of personalized stuff. And then there was a, a cigar in there too. I was like, man, me and this dude, we're gonna be friends for a long time. Because like, who sends a cigar in in a sample package? I mean, that is. It was actually I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was really good. Yeah, I. Uh, you know what I tried to do early on, and I know we're not supposed to talk shop, but what I tried to do early on was uh, I would try to find something out either in conversation with somebody, uh, or I would stalk their Facebook and find something that was unique. But not like, like gross, weird, kind of unique. Yeah. You know, but you know, like I would go like uh, when I sent Rob Garcia, I sent him some uh, Dr. Garcia. Um, that's his last name, right? Right. Garcia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, when I sent him his samples, I found I looked on one of his things and I found one of his units or something. Uh, and I was and I personalized his the same way. And so, uh, 
You know, I try to do that early on, and it's I'm like it's getting harder. It's getting harder and harder to do that. But I still, my daughter makes a thank you card uh, with her cricket. Uh, Katie, she makes these really nice uh, thank you cards, and I I still sign them. I still handwrite a message on the back of them. Uh, I got away from the paper, the print, you know, that I sent you and stuff. But uh, there's just something to be said about that, man. It's just like you, you know, when somebody buys a hat from you, uh, you have a conversation with them. And uh, and there's just something to be said about that kind of personal touch with um, with businesses, because people don't people don't do that anymore. I, I've seen it a lot with um, the people that we've surrounded ourselves with. Um, Small local business, the, the, yeah. Owners. I've seen like it. even JD writes. You do it. Notes I still, still, I still. Yeah. I, I think it's like it may vary in a digital age. Um, yeah. Judy Skillings, she's in the Vetpreneur Tribe uh, where we first met. Yeah. Um, she sent me. I haven't even done any business with her. She just sent me a card saying, "Hey, I'm glad we got to meet," and, and it was a handwritten note, which is really cool. You don't see that, that anymore. That was very nice. Um, there's a there. It's it's a lost art, and it's starting to come back. I, I think, and it's it's really good that it is coming back because that personal touch was lost because everything got so automated so quickly that everybody fell in love with the technology and the novelty of it that they forgot the personal touch. Well, even, even Southpaw, the company, not Southpaw, our show, um, did a promotional month for CASA, which is um, their court-appointed adults that help with and be a child advocate speaks for the child. It's like, it's that one person that is 110% for that child in the courtroom. And uh, he did a promotional thing for a month and, and the company wound up donating money to him. Well, they actually wrote a handwritten note thanking him, which I thought... Yeah, the the, the, C, the local CEO of CASA. To take time to do that, just to show that appreciation. It wasn't like we donated millions, you know, and it was just it was very, it was very nice. It was very nice of them to, to take that time. It means a lot. I mean, it, uh, we've gotten so far away from those kind of, to me, it's like respect. You're, you're respecting the fact that somebody is spending their money with you and it's a show of respect. Like, Hey, I respect, thank you for going with me. Right. Like, Uh, I know you've got other options out there. Thank you for coming to me. So I'm going to show you my gratitude and I'm going to take time out of my busy schedule and I'm going to handwrite this and I'm going to send you something, you know? And so, uh, you know, that's why I figure. I mean, I've got pens and things that I send with all my orders and, and uh, I do that because it's a personal touch. And I think we've yeah. Yeah. pennies, the pennies that you send with everyone as well. Oh, so I, I carry those. mine with me. Me too. Katska has hers I and, do. and I keep we've it got on my so many orders of you that my sons have ones that they carry with them. I've given some to my sons to hand to their friends. I took some to work and gave them to coworkers. Yeah. So it's a nice little, nice little touch. I love that. Yeah. I love that. The guy that I got them from Tom, my I worked with him uh, where I used to work and he's a really uh, nice guy. I, I, I get along with him a great deal. And so uh, you know, <laughs> Indiana or whatever, and came back and brought me. Did a ghost just open the door behind you? Yes. <laughs> Come here, buddy. Oh, no. If you saw me bending over like three freaking times, our cat has been like loving on me, and she never loves on me. Oh, pretty doggy. Hello, Say hi. Say hi. Over here. 
<laughs> I'm so glad all 11 of y'all have tuned in to watch this talk to his dog. <laughs> and we lost one. Oh, Damn no. it. Look, here comes one of our German shepherds now. Yep. Oh, they heard us calling. So our German shepherds here. The one that just walked in the room right now is the most jealous bitch in the world. And she's a female dog. I can call her a bitch. Um, <laughs> she can hear me petting the other dog from the other room. Like, I won't say anything. I won't whistle. I won't do the nothing. I'll just pet. And then you just hear her nails on the hardwood just click, 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 coming from the other room. It's like, uh-uh, those are my pets. It's true. Covered in meat sauce, sitting on the floor in the living room with all seven dogs eating on me. And they can hear my wife's car like three houses down. And as soon as they do, it's like, we don't care if you have meat. We don't care if you have barbecue. We don't care if you have cookies. We don't care. We're going to the door. And they run in mass fashion. And then they start this thing where they start forced. The one that just walked in, he talks. He starts, rah, 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 rah. he starts talking. <laughs> and uh, the little start. And then they start howling. And then they <laughs> never know. It just never ends. New school. The cat is fine. He's like, what happened to the cat? The cat's fine. She's just, she got her love and then she's, she's done with me. She's, she's a woman. All right. So Frank, you asked about Frank, the pennies. Frank asked about um, the pennies. If you want to know about the pennies, you need to go to thirddaycoffeesegeen.com. Order some. You Order some and you will it. find out what the, the pennies are. smoked freaking coffee beans. It's S-E-G-U-I-N. ThirdDayCoffeeSagin.com. I wish I could like take the camera and show y'all our coffee bar, which is right there. And it's nothing but Third Day Coffee. It's soon to be Third Day Coffee, girl, but right now it's Third Day Coffee. Look at those. Aren't those gorgeous? Yeah, those are the pennies that, that get sent out with every, and it's one to bless you and one to bless somebody else. That's exactly right. I sent them out with a card, a handwritten card. And on the back of it, it's even got my phone number. Because uh, I don't, I don't care if somebody needs to call me in the middle of the night, you know, and they're in crisis or they just need to talk to somebody. I throw my number on there, and uh, you know, Tom wanted to give me something. He's a really nice guy. I still talk to him. Uh, I always will. He gave me a grinder last year. It was an antique German coffee grinder, and it's mounted on the wall, and you, it's got a hand crank, and you put the beans on top, and and so technologically advanced, right? <laughs> thing on the back of it that you just twist and you can adjust the grind from powder all the way to like chunks. I mean, it's amazing to me that they, you know, thought about that. And so uh, anyway, he's the one who gave me, he brought me, I think the first time he brought me 1500 pennies. And then this last Christmas, cause it was my last one. Uh, he gave me another 500 pennies. And then at one of the events that we did, uh, we did a, a event with the uh, American Legion riders here in Seguin. And um, the, one of the guys walked up. He says, hey, man, I, one of the guys in the Legion can make these. And it's a good thing because Tom doesn't have access to those anymore. And so uh, now I've got another resource to continue that. I call it the Mybeck mission because, you know, he gave me the idea. And, and uh, just a nice way to, you know, you just never know, man, when somebody needs just a tiny little bit of encouragement. Uh, for whatever it is they're going through. And it could be as simple as, you know, giving them a penny and say, hey, man, you know, thinking about you, here you go. You know, just like, you know, a lot of people talk about 
doing push-ups and all that stuff. It's so much easier just to send a text to somebody that maybe you haven't seen in a while. Check on them. Hey, are you doing all right? That's how JD, that's what JD believes. Like I the think sh- the push-ups are virtue signaling and actually I, reaching out is But I what, think it's fine. In any way you feel like you can raise awareness for what's going on with veterans, by all means, do it. Don't, don't feel like you have to do the 21-day push-ups, though. If uh, you did, you messaged every 22 days, you messaged one veteran friend just to check up on them, I think that does wonders as well. Um, we've got a few who... When, when they have tough times, they give him a call day or night, and I understand that he has to walk away from the family. It's just, it's just how it is. And yeah, I, I just, I just say, hey, this is somebody I got to talk to, and I'll walk away. And and yeah. a lot of times, it's just like there's there's no subject to the phone call. It's just somebody that just needs to talk to somebody. I think, and it's just kind of a just knowing that somebody is there for them is more important than the actual conversation itself. And, and a lot of a lot of times. Um, you know, I've I've been on the dark side of things before, and, been, and I know I have a person really good, making the phone call before. Yeah, I've yeah. I've made the phone That's call true. before, and and luckily I have a really really great network now. Where regardless what situation I'm in, what mistake I've made, um, what's happened in my life, I have people that I've surrounded myself with that I know are going to be there. Period, plain and simple. And I know you're the same way as well. Where you know you give your cell phone number out to anybody, and and that's just yeah. Generally, we don't talk work or business at all, but that's something with your business that is truly astounding that you don't see. That's real, and it doesn't matter what we're doing, joking around or whatever. Uh, it's a real veteran issue that's that's not going to go away until we, those in the veteran community, and I'm not a combat veteran. You know, I didn't go anywhere. I mean, I I went to San Diego. And then I went to Norfolk, Virginia, and then I came home to Texas. So um, I didn't, I didn't, never in that situation. But when 9 11, some of my brothers that I trained with, uh, they went back in active duty, you know, and they went off to war. And, and uh, my brother that I'm going to go see in Florida, uh, he just got deployed. I mean, he's, he's been in the reserves this whole time. And, and uh, he just got deployed to Africa and, and he was out there for nine months, a little longer than nine months. And I was sending him care packages every week and I was checking on him when he got back and, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, it's not, it's not just some problem, you know, that it's going to go away because somebody, you know, I don't, I don't beat anybody up for doing if that, if that's your way of doing awareness, Hey, knock it out. But what are you doing? Uh, Doc Jocelyn, he's up in Alaska. He's a huge veteran advocate. And he, and he said it perfectly. He said, pushups are great. He goes doing that 22 a day for 22 days is great. What are you doing on day 23? What are you doing on day 24? Exactly. You know, and he says, I personally, and so this is him talking. He says, I personally would rather make 22 phone calls this month and make 22 phone calls again next month. And, you know, that's true. I try to do that, but it's not something that I want to put out there as far as like everybody to see. And, and another reason I don't do the 22 pushups a day is because when I did do it, it was just one, one, (laughs) <laughs> one, one, one. Okay. And anybody that's served in the military know exactly what I'm saying when I say one, one, one. <laughs> so I know we got real serious, y'all. Um, but first, I had to apologize to JD because I just realized, okay, I just gave him a hard time about being stupid because he was in the Air Force and that was totally mean. And then I realized at the bottom of the screen, he put hot and funny cat. Man, I've been such an ass to him tonight. <laughs> I saw 
sorry, baby. I love you. See what happens when I do nice things? I do nice things and I get shit on. Damn. I didn't realize he did that until just right now. And I'm like, I'm such an asshole. Damn. Well, on the fact that she just admitted something, uh, we're going to have to start wrapping this up. We're an hour and 45 minutes into this. It's normally an hour long. He's got to go mark the calendar Um, because I actually said I was wrong. Two episodes in a row that have run really, really long. It's just hard to stop it when you're having a good, organic, fun conversation. And sometimes it takes a good 30 minutes before that just organic flow just happens. And then I've ever had a conversation. We've always talked about having a five-minute call. But uh, always going to be an hour and fifteen minutes long, right? It's like, hey, hey, bro, you got a five, you got five minutes for a quick question, and then an hour <laughs> and a half later, it's like, dude, I got to get back to work, man. But uh, but uh, we definitely, definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, definitely go check out JRLNE's and um, Third Day Coffee Seguin. Uh, you can find him on Facebook under the same name, Third Day Coffee Seguin um, He does not pay me to say this. His coffee is fucking amazing. It is really good, y'all. It is great. It's it's pretty much the only coffee. Since I've been introduced to it, it's been the only coffee that we've had in this house. Absolutely. And that's been, what, three, four, five months by now, um, easily. And um, obviously, we can't do this show for you guys without um, our sponsors, especially uh, Warhorse uh, Legacy Foundation. Um, they do equestrian activities. That is the terminology I was looking for all damn That's day. It. Equestrian <laughs> for activities you. for veterans. Oh, good for <laughs> you. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, JR, thank you so very thank much you for so coming. Much. It is it is awesome to finally talk to you and put a face with the name since JD talks about you. Not incessantly, but but enough to make me question his sexuality. So it's really nice to finally meet you. You're not you. the first one she's had to question my sexuality <laughs> for. So. I mean, it's the beard. I mean, hey, you just you had him at if, beard. If you don't have homoerotic homoerotic Whoa. technology uh, technology tech, what oh my god, what's happening here? <laughs> my uh, tendencies, Jesus Christ, my brain just <laughs> homoerotic tendencies. You are not a veteran. Yeah, hey, I think you had him at coffee. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want. I just got so excited by saying homoerotic that I just forgot everything else after that. <laughs> who hasn't? Who hasn't been there? Oh. <laughs> but thank you all for watching and uh thank you again jr uh you want to go quick in the broadcast there real quick all right thank, all right, we'll see thank you, you all everyone just so you week. know we're almost halfway to our first goal which is a thousand members once we get there we're going to be giving away free promotional items that includes this which is actually a wooden a laser engraved wooden box that includes whiskey stones Whiskey stones, metal whiskey stones. We also have um, in-house hats. made self-hats. So uh, send friend requests to your peeps and anyone who you think would uh, enjoy listening. So thank you everyone again and thank you, JR. Thank y'all. All right, y'all have a great night. Thanks. <laughs>